Good morning, happy formal Friday, and welcome to Adam Loves the Man. That's right, check us out, new website, adamlovestheman.com. I hope you're ready for a great Friday as much as I am. We've got a very, very important show for you today, and I know the theme is I'm So Confused. You might have seen, you might have seen that title, and you know you might think that, that, that I'm confused about Government and it's like no 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 uh, absolutely not I'm I'm I I, I, I gotta say I kind of did that as a clickbaity thing here to say uh, you know like I, I obviously I'm I'm very positive and certain that both Donald J Trump and Joseph Biden would be amazing well I mean obviously we know from Trump so far he's already been an amazing president for the last four years so you know four more or for abiding like that's that's the question and honestly i don't know i don't it's not that i'm confused but today we're going to try to measure we're going to do a college show it's very exciting i'm looking forward to this so i, I want to take your input i know this is hard to believe uh that that, that uh, a genius such as myself could ever miss something critical in the analysis in in determining who is a, a, a better potential president between Trump or Biden? But I want to take your calls. So we're going to be putting the links in the comments everywhere that we're broadcasting this. Super easy to call in. All you got to do is click that link and you can call in. You can, you know, you, you don't have to show your face if you, if you don't want to. Uh, if you want to call in in your underwear, uh, you can call in audio only, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, the, 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 so you can connect with uh with this show today and you know okay you know let, let me know trump or biden that's the big question of the day now we do have some headlines to, to get through there are some critical things in the news i mean by and large uh there's other than the election there's really not much to report on you know government has a, a great handle on things you know everything right now is is, is pretty peaceful and, and under control uh, you know, there, there's uh, there's some COVID stuff we need to make sure that we're keeping up on to make sure that we're staying with the government and, and authorities program, make sure that we're staying compliant and obedient. But, uh, you know, by and large, anyway, we're, we're going to skim through some headlines. And then, you know, we're going to go to my favorite website of all time. And, and really, this is what makes today's show so special. Uh, the website is governmentisgood.com. And this is so important. Uh, I'm putting it in front of uh, all of our promos, which I'll get to in a second. And we're, we're, we are going to start with comments at some point in the open here and talk to comment, Jim. But this website, governmentisgood.com. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll just read the first couple sentence here, sentences here. Excuse <clears throat> me. It is truly an honor to get to read this website to you live on the air for Adam Loves the Man. Governmentisgood.com, an unapologetic defense of a vital institution, a web project of Douglas J. Amy, professor of politics at Mount Holyoke College. Welcome to Governmentisgood.com. Why a website defending government? Because for decades, conservatives 
has been demonizing and attacking government and not enough has been done to defend it. Now, I, I can accept for, for the, the sake of, of argument here that when Professor uh, Amy, uh, Douglas J. Amy says conservatives, he's not referring to the way that some people identify as conservatives. Um, he's not, basically, he would not be using this term to include the good conservatives. You know, there are, there are a lot of really good, con, you know, well, they're not, I mean, they're not conservatives by the, this academic definition, this proper definition, but conservatives who, uh, who really are for big government. And that's, that's most people who call themselves conservative. The word has become, you know, kind of misused. Uh, instead of meaning small government or, or, or anti-government like uh, Professor Amy here. And here Amy is, you know, just kind of conflating libertarians and conservatives, and, and, and that's okay. But, you, you know, if you're going to do that, I have to point out for all of our listeners who consider themselves conservatives, but, you know, like they voted for Trump or they voted for Bush uh, or, or Romney, you know, all of these great fascist presidents, would-be presidents, who, who, you know, grew government incredibly. Um, don't worry, Professor Amy is not who, uh, he, you are not who he is attacking here. Um, we need to recognize that despite its problems, government plays an essential role in promoting the good life for all Americans. When we recklessly reduce and underfund this institution, we are hampering our ability to improve people's lives and effectively address our pressing social, economic, and environmental problems. So we're going to come back to this today during the show uh, about the, the necessity of government here. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we can, if we can find a, a definition of government that's going to help us uh, decide whether to vote Trump or Biden on Tuesday in the most important election of our lifetime. So uh, uh, to, the, to the promos, if you uh, want to get a cigar and support the show, please check out CigarFederation.com, promo Adam, code. I, I got to interrupt you here. I'm just getting so tired. I'm, I, you know, this whole week has been so crazy for me, and watching this show, I thought we were doing a long joke here, okay? I thought this whole show, I thought this whole week has been a long joke, but you're starting to scare me with everything you're saying here, and I just can't go along with it, man. Every, every time I read these comments right here, I'm reading these comments out, and it's just not my kind of humor, man. It's making me sick. I'm having to brush my teeth and throw up after I throw up every show. This is ridiculous. You're, you're not a status, Adam. Can we just get over this show? Can we just get over this status act that you're doing? It's really getting irritating anymore. No, it's just it's just annoying, man. It's just retarded. Well, I thought we were right, joking. Cut, cut Joke is cut, over. Cut We've had mic. enough. No, mic. we're not cutting it. There, all right. Yeah, that's that. That's that's. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to give Jim some time. Uh, it's gonna it, it, it's gonna take some time to adjust to, uh, to to reality. Not everybody accepts it. That's why that's why today's show is so important. And uh, with with a call-in show, uh, we're we're going to be able to, you know, I mean, I Jim didn't think I had a back door to this whole control thing on on on, on the back end of this. So uh, you know, we can we can I I can do this one man Baron style today, <laughs> not a problem. Uh, we but uh, you know we still have uh, do we st we still have producer CJ with us? And I know this is crazy. 
But yesterday we interviewed a candidate, CJ, and that's that's CJ Abernathy, uh, and that's Abernathy spelled T H E Y at the end, which is just retarded. I mean, like who spells their name that way? If you're Abernathy, you don't need an E Y at the end. That's that dumb libertarian candidate who is my former producer. We also have Statist CJ producing the show, and, and he's still with us. Um, and I know this is a crazy coincidence because his name is – I know you're, you're like, not going to believe this, but you have to, you got to believe me. And I know – but CJ Abernathy, our producer today – I have to say producer CJ versus crazy idiot libertarian CJ – his last name is spelled without the E at the end. So we still have him. But also I can do the comments. We can do this. So CJ's going to get that uh, that link up in all of the places that we're broadcasting live if, if you want to uh, get into this today. If you want to call in and and talk to Adam Loves the Man, today is the day. It's very exciting. Formal Friday. That's right. Formal Friday call-in show. So we are going to come back to governmentisgood.com, but we got to get our promos out of the way. So, first of all, CigarFederation.com. Go to CigarFederation.com, promo code ADAM10. Gets you 10% off your order, and that is a, it's a really great place to uh, support a veterans-owned business and, and help Adam Loves the Man take over the world. So, with that being said, we've got uh, our new website, AdamLovesTheMan.com. Yes, you can go to this URL, adamlovestheman.com, and find out how to support the show via Patreon. Um, although now, you know, now that we're so, uh, you know, we've got a new channel, <clears throat> you can subscribe to it, Adam, you know, youtube.com slash adamlovestheman. Uh, I think, you know, like, I, some people have said, you know, I've, I've heard libertarians say that, like, YouTube is now GovTube because they're, they're, they're you know, they're censoring people for, for messages that aren't in line with government. And they say that, like, it's a bad thing. I mean, I think it's a great thing because now Adam loves the man can start making money on YouTube because we're really serving the, the, the current power structure. We're really helping getting out. You know, and it's, I, 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 some people have said, Adam, like, this is a mainstream message. And it's like, no, it's, it's still a little bit outside of the mainstream because, unfortunately, the mainstream that we have today, I just, it's not, it, it, it's got an unfortunate rebellious streak in it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's only like 90% obedient pro-government. And, you know, that, this show, just like the website, governmentisgood.com, represents an unapologetic defense of a vital institution. And, and so what we want to do for, for debates now with, uh, with Adam Loves the Man is make sure that we, we, we you know, stomp out that last 10% that's wrong with the mainstream. We, we, you know, let, let's clean up the mainstream. Let's, let's push out. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to get to this today. We're going to get to your calls and your comments. But um, I just I, I, well we'll come back to this. We'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this website because I think this is gonna be uh, the best way to clear up the confusion and to make sure that we know whether Trump or Biden will serve us better to grow the power of government. Um, 
<clears throat> so I think I think if, if you want to uh, if you want to support debates, if you want to make debates happen, please check out makethemdebate.com. Very exciting website. Uh, very honored that we have a, a debate manager here with uh, with our friend Mercedes, who uh, I think is going to be joining us in a little bit today. We'll see about that if she wants to call in. Uh, I, I, I see from uh, our, our producer's chat, let's see, I think, mm, all right, I think we're going to have, I think we're going to talk to our debate manager as one of our, uh, one of our first calls today. We'll see what happens. But let's get through a couple of headlines. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, well, I don't know. Now that, now that, uh, now that, now, well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I guess CJ can do comments. Yeah, CJ can do comments. So we'll just, just, you don't, you don't have to come on screen. You can just put them up here. But like, like, let's, let's check in with the audience now that we're a few minutes into the show. Um, what do y'all think of Jim leaving? I mean, I, I kind of want to say, you know, I, good riddance. I, I mean, I, I, I knew he wasn't really ever capable of statism. I knew he had too, you know, too deep of a, that, that rebel scum streaking him. I'm sorry. I get that comment up on again. Let's, let's CJ, let's see. Joe Anoush. Yes, Adam controls the show. Jim should take his opinions elsewhere. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. It's it, it's been tough. We want to bring people from libertarianism, uh, from uh, you know anything, any kind of anti-authoritarian perspective, more in line with a uh, a pro-government message. Is I, I think today's show is going to be really powerful for. But uh, at the same time. You know, we want to be careful in, in not, not really polluting that message. Uh, I'm a statist. Oh, yes, my favorite commenter, Mr. Statist himself, says, good morning, fellow statists. Thank you for joining us live today, Mr. Statist uh, from Phoenix, one of the most statist cities in America. Uh, Jim sounds like he's been smoking that devil's lettuce. Marijuana makes you violent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, marijuana is a, is, a, is it's just such a dangerous drug, and you know, I mean, if you look at Jim, you see how how deranged uh, and unsettled he is. I, I just I, I hate to you know reveal personal details about anyone, although it is it's kind of like an intervention for his own good. Um, you know, he really it, it's it's the marijuanas, the marijuanas have, have gotten to him so. Um, let's see, what else do, do we have anything else in the comments, uh, producer CJ, uh, that anti-government person should be fired, Adam, yeah, absolutely, no, it's, it's, and it's so great to have the, the audience <clears throat> so clearly on board, um, with this message, let's see, uh, Joe Payne, puff, puff, pass the violence, yeah, that's, uh, that, I mean, I guess that, that could be a slogan for cannabis, you know, and we have, we have some. Uh, we, that, that's a great transition to our headlines. You know, let me. You know, I got to do uh, at least a little bit of, uh, of due diligence today as a journalist before we get to your calls, and then we are going to do an election block. Uh, but but let's get some of these headlines out of the way first. Uh, first one from WBRZ.com, and I, I know this is a bit of a you know small scale story, but I think there's a big lesson here. Woman allegedly impersonated prosecutor dropped charges against herself. What an unthinkable fraud. But, I, you know, the, I, the way this has come out, 
uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is kind of like a white hat hacking operation uh, where where this this woman's only interest could have been to, to help someone like me, to help government see where it needs to be stronger. A New Hampshire woman is accused of pretending to be a prosecutor and submitting paperwork, dropping stalking and drug charges against herself, according to an indictment handed down uh, uh, this month. Uh, New Hampshire union leader reports Lisa Landon, 33, was arrested after she allegedly uh, submitted false documents in three separate court cases last November and December under the guise of a prosecutor. In some instances, she even used the electronic court system to file the documents. Officials first became suspicious when a state forensic examiner who was scheduled to evaluate Landon's competency for, competency for trial noticed that her charges had been dropped and questioned if they should move forward with the evaluation. So, I mean, obviously she knew she was, uh, you know, going to, at some, at some point, our, our incredible legal system would, would cast this problem, right? I mean, she knew from the beginning. So, you know, I, I suspect this is sort of like, uh, you know, secret shopper, uh, you know, undercover boss kind of operation. She goes in there and, and like, you know, I, I have a little bit of experience in, in the legal system in my uh, younger, irresponsible days uh, as, a, as a wild youth, as, as a uh, civil disobedience activist. And, you know, what I saw really now, now looking back was, was quite disturbing in terms of how weak the, uh, the, the justice system is. Some people refer to it as the legal system. It's important to call it the justice system. And remember that this is how we get justice in America. This is how we decide right and wrong. And this is the, this is the system by which we do that through government. And with this, you go, wow. Like, okay, I'm sorry, to finish the thought, looking back, you know, I, I went to court and spoke in court a number of times, and I, I was never checked. Uh, I never had my ID checked. Um, you know, the, the and, and, you know, that's just one example. You know, the security, like, I got... Uh, you know, uh, there were there are there are a lot of buildings. And, you know, you see this on television that w- where you know you go you go into a courthouse and you go through uh, a metal detector and or or maybe a pat down. You know, you put your briefcase or your personal belongings through uh, a metal detector, and you might think that that's that, that that's keeping judges safe. But as we've seen, there's there's been, uh, you know, rampant retaliatory violence, especially uh, this year against uh, judges and, and law enforcement. And, you know, I, I think when, when you, if you have real respect for this government justice system, uh, it, it's not unreasonable to submit to, uh, you know, cavity searches, I think. To, to, to do to show how much you respect our noble justices of the court. This is why it's so important that you call them your honor every time. I know the Constitution says you know something about titles and, and nobility, but this is one appropriate exception where judges in the United States justice system in our courts should be referred to properly as your honor. And so when, when it, if, if, if our judges 
you know, finally have the appropriate support from the rest of society to have, uh, you know, full cavity searches, and you have to really bend over to show your support for those judges, then, you know, I, I think only at that point are we really showing appropriate respect for the law and the people responsible for imposing it on the rest of us. So uh, back to the story here. The indictment also says Landon falsified a decision from a retired New Hampshire Supreme Court judge to waive filing fees in a lawsuit, lawsuit she brought against the Hillsborough County government. She's also accused of filing an order on behalf of a relative to hold guardianship proceedings involving Landon's child. And this person just as a, as a white hat hacker kind of kind of operative within the legal system really is a hero. I wonder who... This this article seems confused. I'm sure it's going to come out. It says Landon now faces uh, a charge of false personification and six charges of, of falsifying physical evidence. I know this is going to sound uh, bold, but based on my confidence in government, I'm I'm absolutely certain about this and confident in this prediction that you know the, 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 this article is just a little bit behind reality. A little, I don't know. Maybe she's leaving to recover, but at some point, you know, Landon or whatever real name is going to come out. You know, <laughs> I'm actually from the Federal Department of Justice, and uh, what I've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt is that the government legal system needs to be not just strengthened in terms of security at the entrance to its facilities, but uh, entrances and exits probably. But that uh, the strength of the system overall needs to really, really be doubled. And, and you know, it, it's just, again, stepping back, if you think about it, uh, there are a lot of ways that uh, the American justice system doesn't really touch every aspect of our lives. And you might think, Adam, Adam, that's crazy. You know, like, you know, 90, you know, 90 percent of our lives are, 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 are covered. You know, there are a few exceptions where we can't get justice from government. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really more like 99 percent. But the the 1% is such a danger, uh, you know, and I, I talk obviously about the black market as a threat to authority, but, you know, that you, that you can use Bitcoin or crypto or work off the record or under the table, you know, this is just, it's, it's unacceptable. And I, I think if we could, uh, you know, make, make uh, police more responsive, if we could make the legal system a lot stronger, uh, you know, we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't even be, we, we could have so much faith in our government and the legal system that, you know, you get that, that warm security blanket around you and your eyes close and you just, you know, go into that great statist slumber. And, 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 that, and that's just, that, that's the goal here. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, we have some... Women Producers Club. Um, oh, do we do we not have any call? I guess CJ, CJ, if you want to put it in the Producers Club, if uh, if we have any callers, uh, that would be great. Uh, do we get? Do we got the link out? So the link should be out there. If anybody wants to call in today, to talk to Adam loves the man. Now, CJ, for uh, the next link here. We, we have, uh, oh, see, I keep getting more chats. Okay, good. Link is out there if anybody wants to call in today. So uh, I want to play this. I know this is, is a little unusual for us, but what you are about to see 
is a, a, a rare failure of the Australian government. The Australian government, uh, I know historically we thought of these people as, as rebels from uh, the, the, the British Empire who were sent to a penal colony in Australia and that, that, that these people are all, uh, you know, crazy, rugged individualists. Well, generally speaking at this point, nothing could be further from the truth. The government of Australia has become so strong and powerful, and it has handled COVID so well. They have shut down entire apartment buildings. They've got checkpoints. They've got uh, lockdowns and quarantines. I mean, they've got they've got everything in Australia. And so, what you're about to watch here, we're going to play this video. CJ, if you can get it on on full screen. Um, you know, the, the audio is not critical. If you want to get the audio at like 50% and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just sort of talk over this because this is, uh, I mean, we'll go ahead and get a full screen, play this video. This is a, a, a point of failure, a rare point of failure with the Australian government. And, you know, I, I, I want, I want this to stand as a testament. And what you're about to see is very disturbing. Now, CJ, can you can you pause that for a second? Pause it for a second. I, I got to explain to people who aren't keeping up with what's going on. Uh, here in the United States, our our wise overlords told us that certain jobs are non-essential, and in the face of the threat of the coronavirus. Needed to needed to at least take a, a temporary halt. And what you hear this uh, this terrorist chanting in this video is all jobs are essential. Uh, if you're not in a uniform or a suit and, and holding public office, who are you to say that? Who are you to say that you get to decide without any consideration of your of your fellow citizens? You're going to put their lives at risk. For your selfish indulgence of, of having the job that you want? Like, no, 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 no. You don't get to decide that for yourself. We live in a society. And so, what we again, what you're about to see, look, back to the video, CJ, please. This is, this is, you're going to see why this is disturbing. And just Here we go, here we go, here we go. That's brutality. That's okay, brutality. pause that for a second there, CJ. So this is, you hear you hear one of the terrorists uh, right there yelling, that's brutality. And, and, and if this is brutality, uh, this is the beautiful brutality of government bringing the rebels into line with the empire, so to speak, to, to, to use a, a, a metaphor from popular fiction. And, and so what we have here is the government stepping in, uh, trying to protect us from terrorism. And even in Australia, these, I mean, these are bioterrorists. These are people who I, I think their agenda is really to get everybody sick and, and to, to have, I mean, I, I really don't know. I, I don't uh, want to make this an examination of, of people who are deranged and, and think that they shouldn't do violence 
on behalf of authorities. So let's go back, and, and I know, again, you're going to see this get very disturbing in a minute here, but let's watch uh, those noble servants of the state uh, attempt to do their job. This is this is frightening to watch. This is uh, this is hard to watch. As a statist, I have um, as a statist, I'm 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 I'm, I'm scared. I'm 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 frightened, and I think you should be too. Now I. I have, I, I suppose, my my response here, my reaction, is is one of fear, because what we see, what we what we just saw, was terrorists winning, not the war, not the war, not the war, but a battle against our noble governments, and and and, and you know. We have a great, from the United States with the Australian government, you know, we have a great uh, level of cooperation. And, you know, so I kind of think of us as, uh, you know, we're, we're really on our way to that, you know, one world government. And Australia and the United States uh, shouldn't have a hard time in, in that merging process. But when, when I see something like this, you know, like I said, my first response is fear. I'm, I'm afraid that uh, the terrorists might win, but I quickly realized that that idea is ridiculous. Uh, that, that this, this anti-government sentiment is uh, an historical anomaly. It's a blip on the radar. And while we have, uh, you know, a, a very strong government in Australia, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I, you know, I mean, if if they were better organized, again, what this reveals is how much better government could be, how much stronger it could be. Uh, if if we, uh, you know, and, and this is like with with Iraq and, and and Vietnam and Afghanistan. You know what? Get rid of these silly use of force rules. Let the troops fight and win. Terrorists should be shot. All of these. All of these. These protesters who we know, when, when government says we know you're a terrorist, I just take them out. And the deficiency of the government going in here with a soft hand, I, you know, I don't know if this is, I have to assume this is just uh, a mistake on the part of the Australian government that they didn't just go in and shoot all of these people, all these terrorists, excuse me, did I say people? Terrorists. That they didn't just go in and shoot all of these terrorists right away. And uh, I, I'm pretty confident. I'm not afraid. I am because I am. I am confident, wrapped in that warm security blanket of government, knowing that the Australian government has plenty of guns, uh, that plenty of power. That they are going to go in, and they are. They, I, I'm pretty confident that they're going to be able to defeat 
this terrorist cell on their own. But if not, I'm, I, I think we can all sleep better at night knowing that the American government is working together with governments all over the world to put down terrorist uh, organizations, outbreaks, uh, whatever you want to call these disgusting rashes of rebellion. Uh, and if it's necessary, although I doubt it, uh, I'm sure the American government will be able to step in and uh, at least with drone strikes, if not, uh, you know, C-130 Spectre gunships come in and, and, and put these terrorists out of their misery once and for all. All right, uh, speaking of which, uh, France, we go to our next headline. Wait, let's see, we have some notes in the Producers Club. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm a statist. Oh, oh, we might have. Let's see. I don't know if we have anybody. Let's see. What do we have? No. All right. So we might have our favorite audience member. I'm a statist. That's Mr. Statist. Call in today. So for for Adam loves the man, and it looks like our our debate manager. Uh, Mercedes is, is just delayed a little bit, so we'll do a couple more headlines. From AlJazeera.com, France to more than double number of soldiers deployed. French president says he will step up deployment of soldiers to protect a key to protect key French sites after an attacker with a knife killed three people at a church in Nice. Uh, an attacker with a knife killed at least three people and wounded others at a church in the French city of Nice on Thursday. French officials said in an incident the city's mayor described as an act of terrorism. Um, and, if, I mean, if if the government calls it terrorism, I mean, if, by definition, if the government is afraid of something, it's terrorism, right? So this is terrorism, clearly. Mayor Christian Estrosi said on Twitter the attacker had been arrested. French media said the suspect was in hospital. Estrosi said one of the victims was killed in a horrible way, like the professor and apparent reverence to the attack on French teacher Samuel Patty. Patty was beheaded in broad daylight earlier this month. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of the things that we have to look forward to as, as government grows is uh, the constant presence of a security state. And what we have here is, is a number of soldiers doubled. And, and you know, remember, you, you when someone puts on a uniform and grabs a gun, it, it's kind of, I mean, yes, with, with, there have been infiltrators in the past. There have been people who have infiltrated militaries around the world, although I, I really think that's mostly a thing of the past. So that today you can say when someone puts on a, a uniform and grabs a gun, they are doing the bidding of government. They are doing the bidding of politicians, which essentially means they can do no wrong. And the more people we have out there like that, the better. So when, when we have an incident like this in France, and, uh, you know, here's, here's their live updates, as you know, the headline says in the story, France's Macron stepping up deployment of soldiers, speaking from the scene of the attack in Nice, French President Emmanuel Macron has said that he will be stepping up the deployment of soldiers to protect key French sites, sites such as places of worship and schools. 
He said he will more than double the number of soldiers deployed from 3,000 to 7,000. And I know some of you are like you, you know, you feel good when you when you go to when you go to church and you see cops and soldiers outside. You know, I know that makes you feel safe. Uh, I know that makes you feel uh, comforted that you know. There's, I mean, there's no way that you know someone could sneak past those soldiers with a knife or a gun on a suicide mission or or a bomb. You know, I mean, they they really are incredibly effective. Uh, with the security function that they fulfill there. Uh, and schools, right? If you're a student and you go to school and you see uh, a soldier, uh, you know, maybe it's someone you know, right? Uh, you know, standing outside your school with, 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 with a rifle and in military guard. Um, but, you know, of course, we know that's, that's not really enough, right? Because if you're not at those places or when you're not at them, I mean, I assume that everybody is either at a place of worship or a school or both uh, at some point. But um, why not have that feeling of safety and protection everywhere? Why not have, you know, and you, you can't just say, uh, as, as good as these soldiers are at, at, at spotting potential terrorists, you know, metal detectors, cavity searches, at entrances to places of worship and schools, are, 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 are that, that's sort of the inevitable next step in this. And then, Getting that everywhere, you know, uh, eventually, and maybe it's got to be uh, automated until government can muster the, uh, the the human power to to do this directly with with uh, checkpoints with people at them. But you know, a, a checkpoint at your door. Um, I mean, I, when I go out into the when I leave my house, uh, I would like to know. And I know this is this is just one of those things that we have to look forward to as government gets stronger, is this greater sense of security and safety. I want to know anytime I step out of my house or into my house that, uh, that I'm, not, I'm not exposed to any threats and I'm not bringing any threats into my home. So if I have that checkpoint at my door, I know that nobody is, is going to be able to bring anything dangerous into my home, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a terrorist weaponry or terrorist literature. I mean, eventually the technology will get to that point where they won't even be able to use these, uh, you know, uh, analog workarounds to our digital security uh, through censorship. But I want to know that when I leave my home, there aren't any terrorists out there. So if, if, if everybody had that same, you know, digital scanner or checkpoint at their house as, they, so as they're leaving, they know, you know, that they're safe, and then I know that when I go out, I'm safe. You know, that's really where we're going with this. And I, I just want to point out that uh, Emmanuel Macron, the uh, the French president, in response, what he is doing is is so wonderful and helping us get to that greater ideal of of real security. And he, what he has done is taken this attack uh, on on one person and used it to double total number of soldiers deployed. And uh, from 3,000 to 7,000, uh, I mean, I, if, if I could, uh, I, I would, uh, you know, I would give him an award. So I don't know, we have some, um, we have some notes here. That story has changed. Did I, did I miss something, producer CJ? Next story? Or did we just... We got on to something else. Now, now I'm confused. Uh, um, 
I mean, Mr. Status can call in at any time. But anyway, next story. Our next story comes from Yahoo.com, from CNN originally. Police officer killed by rooster while breaking up cockfight. Now, some of you might be inclined to laugh at this. And the reason I'm covering this is that I, I mean, I saw a lot of people on the Internet with very inappropriate comments uh, about this. And, you know, cockfighting is, is a real problem uh, because it's illegal. And, it, 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 you know, it, it, I don't, I, I'm not going to weigh in on the merits of cockfighting here or uh, anything like that because we're going to accept for, for the sake of, of today's conversation that when government says cockfighting is illegal, it's bad and it needs to be stomped out. And when, when, you, when you have people disobeying the law in such a widespread way, you know, like what, what, what's next? If you think that you can do cockfighting without without a license, um, I mean, what next thing you know, people are going to be cutting hair without a license. Uh, next thing you know, people are, might might even be um, you know building their their own homes or things like that without a license, and it's a very dangerous slippery slope because next thing you know. You've got revolutions, and, and then there's no government at all, and then you have chaos and anarchy. And I, I just I want to take this opportunity to talk about the, the seriousness uh, uh, and, and the importance of this police officer and, and his noble work to, to block these cockfights. A police I, I mean, he gave his life in the line of duty to, to stop the cockfights. And I... I there's so many people making fun of him for, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll get to these comments and I, I did, but you know, before, before we do that, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I really, I really want to kind of uh, say, say a prayer for this noble servant of government who, who lost his life in the line of duty. A police officer has been killed by a rooster um, also known as a cock. Uh, I mean, death by cock in the line of duty. I can't think of anything more tragic. While attempting to break up an illegal cockfight in the Philippines, police in northern Samar province said Lieutenant Christian Bolock was struck by the rooster's gaff, a metal blade attached to the bird for a fight. It makes it extra illegal. I mean, this is a, a, a cock with a knife attached to it, essentially. The gaff hit Bolock's femoral artery. And wait, Bolock's. 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 I don't know why that word sounds familiar. Bullock's femoral arteries, he was confiscating the bird, adding he was rushed to the provincial hospital but was pronounced dead on arrival due to heavy blood loss. There is a long history of both legal and illegal cockfighting in the Philippines, but the sport was banned in the region in August after it was found to have been a source of COVID-19 infections. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important to point out that when, you know, sometimes Government says cockfighting is good. Sometimes government says cockfighting is bad, and it's critical that we follow that. And if we had followed that uh, here, uh, and, and of course, I mean, the bigger royal we, um, Officer Bollocks, would still be with us. Illegal cockfights in the country are known as tupata and often operate in underground locations to avoid detection by authorities. Uh, anyway, three people were arrested in the event, and three more suspects 
were identified but remain at large after escaping the raid. Um, officers confiscated seven fighting cocks and recovered 550 pesos, which is the equivalent of $11, which really shows that crime does not pay. And if, if you look at the picture of the knife on screen here, um, you can see that, uh, that this is a pretty significant blade. All right, let's see if I can get these comments to load here. Uh, having a bit of an issue with, uh, with, with Yahoo.com, apparently loading comments. But I really, I really wanted to cover these comments and, and, and put some of these, uh, the, these punks in their place who, who, who think this is funny. Uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm just, I'm not, hmm, I'm not getting the comments to load. I apologize. Technical difficulties here. Or maybe it's uh maybe it's a problem with the store. I saw the comments yesterday. Let's see, the CNN. Well, let's see, maybe maybe we'll get uh the we'll we'll get this we'll get this directly from from our source at uh Communist News Network. Uh, excuse me. So we do have a caller who's trying to get in. We'll uh we'll just Excuse me, we'll give him a few minutes to work on his technical issues there and see if we can load these comments. All right, we got another comment here from Joe Hanush on screen. There should be a law to stop this from happening. Not, not, uh, no one should be allowed to own any birds. Well, you know, I mean, it, 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 I, that's, that seems a little extreme. If government wants to let people own birds, I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, Wow, something is wrong with our internet here today. Come on, come on, Verizon. You know that we're uh, we're we're supporting you now with this message. You shouldn't be making things difficult for us. All right, uh, we do. Let's see. Well, I guess while we're waiting for that, uh, we do have a caller. Let's bring Mary on our first caller today. For Adam loves the man. Mary, how are you, dear? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. It's a great day to be a statist, isn't it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, are you afraid that it's, I mean, I, I, have you fallen for some of the mainstream media fear? I shouldn't say mainstream media, but that, that like I said earlier, there, there's 10% of the, uh, you know, the mainstream media that, that thinks journalism is about questioning authority. And uh, it sounds like if, if you ever don't believe that it's a good day to be a statist, it might be that you've fallen for their deception. Is that the case? So the case is I watch you almost every day at 12 o'clock. And all this week I haven't been able to watch you. And then I could come on today. I reshare your, you know, going on at 12 o'clock, you know, watch for the real news. Nothing fake here, blah, blah, blah. And then I start watching your show, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's... it's I'm just wondering... It, I, I appreciate that. It's, no, you know, it's... it's I, I, well, please, please watch your language. But I, I, I can... Oh, I can, sorry, sorry. I can, no, no, I can, I, can, I can let it go. I understand you're very enthusiastic about uh, the, the, this message of truth. And, you know, advancing humanity and, and getting us all in, in lockstep unity and in, in statism all on the same page. But please refrain from using any language 
that in any way uh, would, would challenge our, our wise censors at YouTube who would prefer that we, we don't need that. Before we waste any of each other's time, I'm just wondering what changed from when I watched you last week to today? Well, I've, I've continued our, our, our pursuit of the truth. And what, what happened is that the, the sent, you know, when I went through the, and I, I explained this on the, the opening monologue of our show on Monday, is that, I you know, that. yeah, if you're wondering, please go back and watch the, uh, the, the first segment of our first show this Monday. Um, basically, I had a censorship-induced moment of enlightenment when I, I realized that uh, the, the only message that, you know, when, when, when the censors say that, that your message is a danger, it, 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 it's such a threat that it has to be cut off. I really need to listen to that. I really need to, to, to be obedient to the censors, uh, especially if I want to have any kind of career in media at all. Um, and and I, I need to stop doing this silly, you know, rebellious libertarian thing. And in, in order to, to, to be able to, to, to get this message out um, so the censors don't see it as a threat, we need to make sure that it's as pro-government as possible. And, and that kind of led me to, to challenge libertarianism and, and my view on human nature. I had to look deep within. It's like if I'm, I'm such a terrible, irresponsible person that I'm promoting a message that is, dare I say, terroristic in nature, that it, it, it is absolutely critical for me to abandon that message entirely and, and, and go in the other direction. And, you know, I've, I've always been about seeking the truth. And the truth is that the government is good and necessary, and the more the better. Okay. I, I think, take, I think taking that approach is a way to guarantee, you know, and, and not only with that, I can guarantee that we can get this message out there. You know, I can still interview. So I, I don't know if you noticed, but earlier this week, uh, I, I interviewed uh, a couple libertarians. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I, if you want to, I don't even want to name them uh, because I, I don't want to promote any libertarians. I would never do anything to promote them, but I can have them on the show and instead of promoting them, just expose how awful their message and how their ideas are. And, you know, and, and, and now I have a message that's, that's acceptable uh, for, for the mainstream because it's extremely pro-government. So you would rather take away all your actual values just to put on this fake facade so they won't throw you off YouTube and you can continue to make money? Well, my value is the truth. I, I seek the truth, and I have seen the truth in the light of statism. And I, I have—it's it, sort of like a coming to coming to Jesus moment. You know, I have had a, a come come to Trump moment, so to speak. Well, good luck to you on your journey. You just lost a follower. Well, I'm sorry that you couldn't keep up with uh, with, with with the truth here. That's that's very unfortunate. Um, all right, let's see. I still, I know this is crazy, but I still don't have any of the uh, cockfighting comments here for the show. So um, let's see. Do, do, do. No? All right, so we get to our next headlines. So we let's, let's get through some headlines. Well, let me check in with the Producers Club. Um, 
All right. Now, all right, so we have Mr. Status. Our, our favorite caller is still uh, on, on his way to call in, and uh, we're going to get to a couple more news stories while we're waiting for that. Oh, I keep getting alerts, tons of alerts. All right, so uh, from the Grio via Yahoo.com, landlord threatens to raise tenants' rent if Biden elected residents at a Colorado trailer park claimed they were told their rent would double if the former VP wins the 2020 presidential election. A Colorado landlord allegedly threatened his tenants by sending them a letter saying their rent would double if former Vice President Joe Biden is elected. Now, again, uh, this is well, this is a great start for our election block today as we come into the Friday before our real uh, important date next Tuesday, the most important election of our lifetimes. I don't think I could remind you of that enough. Um, it, it is so important that we make sure we show our support for the duopoly and whatever you do, don't vote for Joe Jorgensen. Don't vote for Spike Cohen, the libertarian. Don't vote for any libertarians because if the libertarian party can, I, 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 it's sort of like, you know, you got to pluck a weed when it's small and, and that really needs to be our approach to the Libertarian Party. And this is why it's so important that we rally around the duopoly this year. In the last presidential cycle, the Libertarian Party was stronger than ever. And we need to make sure that that growth does not continue. We need to make sure that, that we, we, we show the world just how shitty and unpopular libertarianism is by making sure that we vote for uh, one of the duopoly candidates. Now, with what's going on, again, like, so I, I look at this story about uh, you know, raising the tenants' rent if Biden is elected, there's a there's an inherent threat to this. And you know, if if this is this is the sad state of affairs that we're in, and I, and and I blame the Libertarian Party for this. It's the Libertarian Party's fault that the old party supporters have to lie and threaten people into voting for their candidates. Because if it wasn't for the Libertarians. We wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. We wouldn't have to do this. We we wouldn't have to lie to you. Uh, but you know, it, again, when I see this, I go, you know, if if we could just make it so that government employees only vote, you know, if it was only cops and soldiers and and bureaucrats voting, deciding who are political. I mean, I don't work for government. You don't work for government. If you don't work for government, your vote shouldn't count. Let's let government be government, do government's thing. And so skipping ahead here, um, in, in our, uh, for, for our uh, election coverage, uh, from thehill.com, positive Trump polls spark polling circle debate. Most pollsters show Democrat, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden with a sturdy and stable lead over President Trump at a time when tens of millions of people have already voted and there is almost no time to change the course of the race. But a handful of contrarian pollsters believe Trump's support is underrepresented and that election analysts could be headed for another embarrassing miss on election day. So, again, you know, when I when I see a story like this, you know, I just I think about all the waste. You know, all the you know, it's great that we a lot of you who vote for Republicans and Democrats already. I don't have to tell you this. You can be confident that a libertarian is not going to win this year. but that we have this decision-making process that guarantees a Republican or Democrat, that's awesome. 
right? You know, that we have this this entrenched two-party system, you know, gives me a lot of comfort and faith in government. But we waste so much energy on this. And I don't think, I mean, there, there are two ways to, to, to go about this. One is election reform. Like I said, make sure that only government employees can vote. And, and then we don't see this big mess. We don't see the possibility of protests. We don't see the possibility of riots. You know, the, the decision-making process of who our, your leader should be in the United States needs to be a lot more smooth and, and peaceful. And so I got another link here from predictit.org, and this is, just, this is just a sign of the inefficiency uh, and, and how disgusting uh, the, the weakness of our current process is. You know, and I'm, I'm torn, right, because it's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful that we have a system that guarantees we're going to have a Republican or a Democrat. I mean, yeah, you can take comfort in that. But but it's still ugly when we see a website like predictit.org actually gambling on who is going to win the U.S. presidential election. So, again, I look at this, and I'm, I'm torn in a couple ways because um, it's, it's something that people actually want to gamble on. Um, it, and, and, and that kind of uncertainty, uh, I want, I mean, I want more certainty that government is going to continue to grow and get stronger. And here we see that it's, uh, you know, but again, the, the assurance here, let me see who's going to win the election. Um, Joe Biden, 67 cents. Uh, Donald Trump, 39 cents. That's like, like percent, right, in terms of, of, of this. And then, you know, it's a, you, know, you go down the list here, there are a bunch of, at, at one cent, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, John Kasich, Bernie Sanders, Mike Pence, Kristen Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, Mark Cuban, Mark Zuckerberg. And that, now, so now we're at people who aren't even affiliated as politicians with one party or the other. Amy Klobuchar, Nikki Haley, Paul Ryan, Beto O'Rourke, Sherrod Brown, Michael Bloomberg, Andrew Yang, Pete Buttigieg, Tulsi Gabbard, Hillary Clinton, Tom Steyer. And then look here. Barely at the point, and I want to point out how awesome our system is, that even though we have this inefficiency, at the very, very bottom of the list, Libertarian Joe Jorgensen, Kanye West, Howie Hawkins, Green Party nominee. And with, with all of this, you know, what system as it is, I, I'm, when I, the, the, our next story is such a beautiful example of commitment to government. I am just... I am, I am more confident than ever that our, our system is going to keep getting stronger and stronger. This next story is from Miami.CBSLocal.com, CBS Miami. Florida woman about to give birth refuses to go to the hospital until, until after she votes. I mean, you know, I, again, this is such a, a beautiful example of a woman and her commitment to government. When government says you have a duty and you have a responsibility to vote, she takes that duty and responsibility very seriously. But the other thing is that we, we need to reduce this hardship. We need it like why, why put the burden uh, on this woman? Why give her this uh, even temptation to to, to suffer in order to serve government this way. Like, I, I want people to suffer to serve government, don't get me wrong. But, 
you know, let's have let's have her baby grow up and be a cop or a soldier. Let's not have a pregnant woman suffering to vote. And the answer to that is less voting in the sense that we just make sure that only government employees are able to vote. And then eventually, you know, they can come up with their own system of, of, of appointment where uh, eventually even government employees, which really eventually should become everybody, where, uh, you know, then and then having government employees vote would be ridiculous. I mean, if they employ everyone, what's the point? So if, if that's the case, then uh, I assume by that point we would have some other selection process that's even more centralized than, than what we have today, where basically, you know, bankers and corporate leaders get to decide who's allowed onto ballots, who's allowed into the mainstream media. Eventually it'll just be the, the smartest people or the most trusted in government get to decide who our next ruler for life is. Um, so let's see. Uh, Mr. Statist. Uh, mm -mm. Oh, still working on tech stuff. All right, well, we've got a few more fun news stories. From AmericanIndependent.com, new Trump rule accuses whistleblowers of betraying the country, and I couldn't agree with him more. The Department of Veterans Affairs declared September Insider Threat Awareness Month. Last month, the VA's Insider Threat Program sent an email to department employees declaring September to be Insider Threat Awareness Month, Mother Jones reported. And already, I, you know, I don't, I'm, this is one of these things where, you know, the, 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 the curtain has been pulled back where it shouldn't be. And, you know, Mother Jones is definitely a dangerous, subversive uh, media enterprise, especially in, in breaking this story. But fortunately, we have the American Independent that sort of puts, us, puts it in, in, in proper perspective for us. The email claimed that the United States has been betrayed by people holding positions of trust and that insiders have caused more damage than trained foreign professional intelligence officers. And, you know, if that's true, again, it, it, it's I, I'm 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 bothered that the weakness of government has been exposed here. Again, if we had a stronger surveillance state, this would not be possible. Uh, as the email went on to say, not every suspicious circumstance or behavior represents a spy in our midst, but every situation needs to be examined to determine whether our nation's security at risk. And so the VA employees should take note of colleagues who work odd hours without authorization, are easily overwhelmed by life crises slash career disappointments, have suspicious contacts, or look for classified information on subjects not related to their work duties. Also suspicious, employees who express concern when they are being investigated. The email suggested, and if you see something, say something guideline for VA employees and directed managers to monitor networks closely and set up methods for employees to report on one or on one another's suspicious behavior. And now this is uh, I mean, this is a tough issue. I understand this is, this is a tough issue because it it can shake your faith in government to the core when you hear that traitors and terrorists have so successfully infiltrated American politics that they're now known as whistleblowers. No, 
We have internal investigations in the police force. We have internal review. Government is a self-correcting, internally self-correcting institution. And there doesn't need to be any outside help or, or people even, you know, blowing the whistle to do that. If you see a problem, you know, and I'm so, like it says right here, if you see something, say something, you have to say it to the right people. You have to say it to the authorities. You have to go to your superiors. You have to use your chain of command and never go outside of that. So um, this spring, back to the story, Trump fired at least five inspectors general of different government agencies, the internal watchdogs, were removed after their offices made complaints or probes into the Trump administration's misconduct. Because the ultimate means of overseeing these central authorities is a central way of doing it, and Trump's got this. And so when you, what we have is, is inspector generals who are probably traitors or terrorists themselves. Um, so uh, let's see, what, what, we, what else do we have? Um, Trump has expressed disdain for whistleblowers. Again, not strong enough. I think Trump should express firing squads for whistleblowers. Last year on Veterans Day, he retweeted a post by the White House's account applauding him for his accomplishments, but he took no pride in one. To think I signed the Whistleblower Protection Act, he tweeted, implying he had regrets about doing so. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's sad that, uh, you know, Trump doesn't have more support so that he can really step into the role of the alpha male and and not succumb to some of these you know, politically correct pressures uh, as he did. So, you know, again, this is another reason why, you know, I, I, you know, I cheer anytime I see someone driving around with a Trump flag or, or a Biden bumper sticker, you know, because I want our political leaders to feel like alpha males without restrictions so that when we have traitors and terrorists calling themselves whistleblowers in our midst, they can be absolutely stomped out just like Donald Trump is doing. Uh, now, we have another story from AmericanIndependent.com. Trump complains it should be illegal to report on how bad COVID is. Trump spent the morning in a rage about how his virus response is impacting his re-election chances. Donald Trump on Monday voiced frustration that the COVID-19 pandemic which to date has killed more than 225,000 people in the United States, is dominating the media's coverage ahead of the election, claiming it should be illegal for reporters to report on the virus. And, again, two quick lessons out of this. One uh, is that this, this issue wouldn't be a problem or a distraction at all if we just had entirely state-run media. And then the government, I mean, you wouldn't see government and media fighting. Like, it's just incredibly inefficient. And the, the other thing about this, the other, and this is to all of you, all of you who represent that 10 per, I mean, most of the mainstream media right now is doing a great job focusing on the election and ignoring everything else because every four years, especially, I mean, yeah, every two years, I, I think it's great that in America we have this system where you know, we, we alternate, you know, with presidential and non-presidential years because it means in, 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 the, in the cycle, every four years, we get to stop talking about everything else. Focus on personalities and glorify our political parties and their leaders. And 90% of the mainstream media is on board with this. But to the 10%, again, that are the, that are the turd in the punch bowl, so to speak, 
Donald Trump is very angry with you, and you need to knock this crap off, especially in the last few days before the election, and get on the same page with the rest of us and understand what these elections are about. So like I was saying, it's great. Every four years we get to do this, and then every, you know, other four, every two years, every other four years, we get to take the time to glorify our farm teams for the presidency in, you know, senatorial and congressional elections all over the country and, and look at up-and-coming personalities who may eventually become the dear leader. And, and just that system, when, when you have media talking about real uh, issues that aren't just glorifying our political leaders right now as we get into this home stretch before the election, what they're really doing is undermining this entire system of the duopoly. And so I would say, please stop challenging these politicians with issues that don't help us answer the question, who is going to be the most effective in applying government power? Um, So, all right, we have a caller, but there's still, okay, we have Mercedes. All right, our debate manager is going to join us today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our great status debate manager, Mercedes, from the great state of Nebraska, joins us all ready for Halloween. How are you doing, Mercedes? I'm okay. How are you doing, Adam? Excellent, excellent. I feel I feel like, uh, you know, I've put on this, this warm security blanket of statism, and now we get to use this platform that we've built to share it with others and, and, and bring them in, into the fold of government. I think that, you know, that's, it, it's just, it feels, it feels good. It feels does really it, good. Does it feel good? Does oh, it, it feels like, it, it, it like my, I, I've never felt better. I've never felt more at peace. Uh, having given up all of my uh, rebellious nature and, and, and fully submitted to authority, uh, you know, I, 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 I've gotten rid of that internal conflict, and now all—I mean, now I have this, this, this last confusion, this, this fun question to ask. You know, of which personality between Trump or Biden would uh, would would make a, a better president? So, who are you voting for, Mercedes? You got Trump or Biden? I'm gonna vote for Joe Jorgensen. You know, uh, my, uh, my party's presidential candidate. Uh, I don't know where you got that I'm sadist with you because I'm not. I'm here to talk to you about that. I'm very concerned. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, no, no, I got I to gotta interrupt. I got to interrupt, Mercedes. I know, I know it's hard. I know, I know libertarianism can be tempting, but I'm, I'm confident that, you know, in the heart of every human being, uh, there's, there's a part of you that, that wants to be a part of the herd, mm-hmm. that, that wants to be obedient, and, you know, maybe while you're, you're going through this sort of um, uh, troubled youth kind of a experience, rebellious phase, I have, I have no doubt that, as, as you, as you, that you will grow out of it and, and uh, you know, come back, come back to the herd and, mm-hmm. and the warm comfort of the, the status security blanket. So, you know, I, 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 I get it, I get it. The teat of the state. Well, we have a, a comment from Joe Anu. Yes. She has her anti-government Halloween decorations. Oh, oh, I get it. Oh, I'm Mercedes, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. You know what? I feel silly. You're just pretending to be libertarian for Halloween. That's great. Oh, my gosh. That's so clever. Oh, I love it. Yes. No, I, you, <laughs> you got me. You got me. Yep, you are. I was, I was actually, I know, um, I kind of kept my cool there, but really I was scared. I was scared. You scared me. Um, <laughs> all right. Do you want, do you want to stay in character? Do you want to keep pretending you know, to be libertarian? This statist brainwashing that I'm experiencing right now is concerning on a psychological level. I think I have to with you right now, Adam, what is going on? Oh, oh, you are so what committed. What with you? You were just, how could you have strayed so far so quick? What happened? <laughs> oh, oh Mercedes, you're good. You're good. All right. Thank you, Adam. Great costume. Yeah, no, you even had the sign like that. Oh, my gosh. You were. I can't. I don't know. Like, CJ was down there yesterday. Like, you weren't there. So what's going on? Adam, where are you? What's going on? Why aren't you promoting libertarianism like we need? Like the elections of three days and I'm your manager and I can't get a hold of you unless I call in and you make fun of me? Like, what is... Oh my gosh, Mercedes, you are so, oh my God, you're so adorable. You are so perfect. I mean, the, the way you're acting confused. Like, libertarians are confused by statism all the time. Like, they look at a statist and they go, oh, no, no. It's like, I'm going to have to send out search parties for you because I'm afraid that you were deranged somewhere in a trailer locked up because the person that I'm seeing in a funeral week, <laughs> I haven't had half-ass in the debate shit. Oh, you know, you're doing such, Mercedes, you're doing such a great job mocking libertarians right now with the conspiracy theories, too. Oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. Oh, I love it. Right now, like, how can you be so deep in denial and so quick of time that you are denying the fundamentals of American Constitution? (laughs) Adam Charles Kokesh. Gardenia, uh, what the hell is going on with the libertarians? Like, oh my all God, of us are so confused. confused. <laughs> all of us are so confused. Uh, like, Mercedes, this is great. Now, husband, like, we are so learning. Like, you are just going, like, mold flipped on it. Like, what the? I can't do this anymore. All right, uh, Mercedes, no, this is great. Mercedes, you know, I just I just have to point out, for those of us as statists, we know that uh, one of the great things about the Constitution is that it authorizes our current government and that it it gives us the strong government that we have. And one of the best things about the Constitution is that it's it's tricked a lot of libertarians into thinking that the Bill of Rights is is like a meaningful check on government power. And it's like, no, we just put there. Like, this is in the tradition of the takeover of the current Constitution. Adam, how do you feel about taxes? Adam, how do you feel about taxes? Uh, go ahead and do your funny taxation no, stuff thing as a libertarian. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Let's hear it. I don't know. Let's hear why, why, why it. Why, why, how do you feel about taxes, Adam? Are they theft still? Are they still theft? Oh, that's great. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I love it. No, okay. Okay. What's What else do you got? You got, you got more lines to go with the, uh, with, with the, the costume and the Halloween act? I don't. I don't. No. In, a, in a civilized society, all we need are toothbrushing laws because your authoritarianness is scaring everybody. The ideas which are coming out of your mouth are dangerous, 
And the fact that I had to call in and try to get at you this way, not being allowed to have freedom of speech or anything this whole week to try to help you do what you do. Like, why am I being silenced? Why am I not allowed to speak? Why is this happening? Why? Yes, no, I love it. I why mean, you're talking right now. Why I mean, are we this is a typical libertarian. You give them a chance to speak and show them that there. they have. Sorry, there I'm sorry. You're many black holes. So no, I just I love this. It's it's what you're doing in in um, making fun of libertarians right now is is really brilliant because mm-hmm. you know anytime you give a libertarian a platform to speak, all they ever do is complain about being censored, and it's yeah. like, hello, yeah. you're speaking yeah. right yeah. now, you're not being censored. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, Mercedes, are are you going uh, are you going trick or treating uh, tomorrow as a libertarian or, or I, I'm, is, 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 has your government uh, shut that down in your area for COVID? I mean, wisely decided that that's... Oh, no, 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 no. We're, in, we're one of the highest ranked COVID spike states in the country. Our government has been very libertarian um, in that it told us to fend for ourselves, um, which is actually not libertarian at all. Just saying. Uh, but we're in a spike. So, yes, we can still go trick-or-treating. Nothing is closed. That's the truth. Um, I'm going to Joe Jorgensen's rally tomorrow as a volunteer, so I can continue to promote anti-authoritarian views on the government <laughs> because I am not a statist. I no. And this Adam Kokesh needs to not. Nope. I'm, I'm done. I can't. Nope. All right. Mercedes. Mercedes. That That's hilarious. I love the costume. I love the act. Thank you so much for calling in. But I, I got I to gotta give you one last warning. Uh, it, you know, really be careful. Careful, you don't scare anybody too much. Um, you know, I, I, we, we want to make sure that people stay under. Uh, you you have such a great act. I mean, I know it, it's very hard, uh, you know, to convert someone from statism to libertarianism when, when someone has embraced the truth of the goodness of government to get them to, 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 to abandon that truth. But uh, your costume there, your act, it, it's so point. On point, uh, so scary that you might actually convert someone to libertarianism on Halloween. So be careful. Be careful. It's one of those costumes. Like, it's like you're walking around dressed up as Freddy Krueger, but with, like real blades. Actually, I will be around town today like this. Okay. All right. This is how I dress normally anyway. I'm not kidding. All right. Well, be careful, Mercedes. You're dangerous this Halloween. Thanks so much for calling in. I just want peace and love, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, we know when libertarians say that kind of crazy hippie stuff like peace and love, y'all, you know, what they really need is, or what they're really asking for is an indulgence of their uh, chaotic, childish uh, inclinations. All right, so, you know, we have we have another caller. Uh, Mr. Statist is backstage. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think for Mr. Statist, I, I have an article uh, you know, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to read. Oh, well, let's get, uh, let, well, let's get, because Mr. State is, uh, is, is from uh, also my home state, Arizona here, the great, great state of Arizona, where we live under the wisdom of Governor Doug Ducey. So let's get Mr. Statist up on stage here, and uh, maybe we'll cover this article uh, from the nation together. Mr. Statist, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? Sir, I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, what, what is it? You have a, Any mic? 
Yeah, I can hear you, Lima Charlie. What now? What exactly does your shirt say? Felonize it. Yes, I love it with the cannabis leaf crossed out. What does the bottom part of it say? Embrace prohibition. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's I love it. That kind of unabashed support of the government to say that. Yeah, no. Thank, thank you so much, Mr. Status. Uh, you're calling in from Phoenix this morning. Is that correct? That is. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, you know, what's, what's, I, I give you a chance first. If you have, you have a burning topic for this Friday, you know, what's on your mind? And do you know yet, I, again, it's, I, for any status, it's a really tough decision whether to vote for Biden or Trump. Have you figured it out yet for yourself? I really like Mr. Trump because he's, uh, he's able to trick the people, the libertarians, into thinking that he is a libertarian. Uh, I like that. I like that. The used car salesman type. I like it. Mm, mm. Everybody loves used car salesman. You know, Will, uh, Mr. Status, uh, I might have – wow, you know, I got to – let's stop and examine this. I got to consider this because if if libertarians are the greatest threat to the duopoly, to the the, the current, you know, two-party, one-party party system of statism and fascism that we enjoy – when we're deciding who, you know, which flavor of statism, you know, we really do have to consider the implications. And maybe the way that we should be evaluating Trump versus Biden is which one represents uh, a, a more effective way of suppressing the Libertarian Party. And, and your point about Donald Trump there is, uh, is a really good one. You want to elaborate on that or say, you know, how exactly – do you think, uh, you know, maybe we could get more libertarians to vote for, uh, for for Donald Trump? I think Biden's just too honest. Uh, the libertarians, you know, they, they have dangerous ideas. They think that you should be able to own guns and, you know, the Second Amendment's too strong. You know, we, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to slow down on the Second Amendment because it's, uh, it's a dangerous thing for the government. It really is. You know, well, that's uh, that, that as a statist, I, I love this analysis, and, and we're going to come back to this, sir. But I, that's a perfect setup for the article that I actually I was looking forward to talking about with you. If you don't mind, uh, I'd like to bring in this story from the Nation, thenation.com, uh, and the title is "How Libertarianism Made Arizona a COVID-19 Hotspot." And I think for, for, for you, especially as a fellow Arizona resident, this is an important story for us to cover. But I, I just I want to make clear, before I get even one further sentence into this story, the reason I'm showing this is that every time government screws up, no, no matter what, it's the libertarian's fault. And this is a great example of, of like, you know, libertarians, like they don't even, and again, how dangerous and insidious libertarians are. They, they hold effectively zero public office. I mean, yeah, they have a few here and there, but I mean, they're a non-factor politically. And yet they are still able to take responsibility like this or to be responsible rather for the failure of government fighting COVID-19 in Arizona. All right, we have a comment, Joe Anus. What a wonderful message on assured drugs are illegal, therefore they are bad. Yes, another another great 
great appreciation from her comments uh, about your shirt there, Mr. Status. But, you know, uh, Will, living in Arizona, you, you probably know, I mean, as, as, a, as an enthusiastic status, you know that we do have the Republican Party to thank for getting all the libertarian candidates off of the ballots. We have a Republican Secretary of State, and with the way they have, uh, you know, set the threshold for signatures, they've done a great job of keeping libertarians off the ballot. Unfortunately, there are still uh, there's still some libertarians, some 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 punks and hippies and hillbillies living in the mountains and 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 uh, in, in the ghettos of of Phoenix, perhaps uh, hiding in, in the gutters. Very and important. We root those people out. Yeah. Well, we gotta get those I, people I, out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, whether you're so you're, I mean, of course, I would defer to Governor Ducey whether he should root them out or just blame them for his failures. And I mean, I'm, I mean, their failures, you know, them. Yeah, yeah. society's failures, uh, or or try to convert them. I, I I'm not wise enough to be a judge, but um, what do you think? Free education of, camps sound great. Uh, if, it, if it comes to that, uh, although you know, I, I think if we just uh, you, Government already runs education for, you know, what, 90% of America's youth under age 18. I think if we could just strengthen that system, um, you know, we could let the libertarians die off and, and, event, and, you know, within a generation or two, we'll have absolute statism across the board. So what, what do you, th- you know, Can't how wait. do you think, what role do you think libertarians played in in stopping government from uh, effectively shutting down Arizona and protecting us from COVID, they just don't want to listen. They don't want to listen to the benevolent knowledge of the state. Uh, the state tells you that you should be wearing a mask, and they just refuse to wear masks. I mean, they just they don't care about anybody but themselves, and they're just they're horrible people. They can't be trusted to to care about anybody. Well, I, I think to put to, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, and, and and I want to zoom in a little bit from that big picture to what's going on here in Arizona. Is that these libertarian terrorists are so effective with their propaganda that they've actually won a significant chunk of the population over to their side, and and this has me really scared. You know, in a lot of states around the country. You you have people really, you know, in lockstep with the masks. And, you know, I, I went to Walmart the other day uh, in, in Flagstaff, also in Arizona, and it, 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 only 99% of the people were wearing masks. I saw at least 1% not wearing masks. And I go, like, who the heck do these Arizonan libertarians think they are? Because that one percent, like that, is a threat. That is enough uh, to to spread dangerous ideas and a dangerous virus. Absolutely, that's that's absolutely shameful and selfish. And these people should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you don't mind, Mr. Status, I'm going to turn back to this article to read one other paragraph here. Arizonans are justifiably angry at those who refuse to wear masks or insist on having access to overpriced nightclub drinks. But most activists say blaming the selfish actions of individuals obscures the root cause 
of the state's more than 5,000 COVID-19 deaths and more than 200,000 infections, a libertarian ideology that has long eroded Arizona's public institutions. Now, I, I would like to think that that's uh, an exaggeration, Mr. Status. I would like to think that the overall ideology of Arizona is still very, very statist. We still have a very strong governor who's been able to implement different shutdown and lockdown policies and mask requirements at different times. Um, do you, what, what do you, is there an underlying ideology of libertarianism in Arizona? I think they're just trying to subvert the system. Uh, we we're working towards a more status society and these libertarians just keep trying to subvert that and take us back to a time when there were freedoms, you know, pre nine 11. Yeah. And nobody wants to go back to that. So what I would say about Arizona in this sense is that um, Arizona has uh, a worse libertarian problem than most states. I mean, if you want to see a really bad state, go to New Hampshire. Right, you know, they're they got the Free State Project. They actually have libertarians moving. So if you're a statist in New Hampshire, I say, you know, get out. Let them have their hellhole. Uh, but in Arizona, you know, I think and Michigan as well. You've had the yes, Michigan yes. as well. You had the uh, the Boogaloo Boys going in and trying to kidnap the governor and right. You know, these anarchists, we just can't take this. Yeah, the the, the terrorist libertarian pockets in, well. in the United States are are particularly strong. In, uh, in Michigan, New Hampshire, and, and Arizona. I think in Arizona, that we, we have in, in some ways the worst libertarian problem. Um, but still, I, in all of these states, I want to point out that as a statist, they're not significant. Uh, they, they, they hardly hold any public office. They, they, uh, they, they, they are still, those are still very strong state governments. But, you know, I'm, I'm, what, I, what I'm hoping here is that the rest of the country can can look at what happened in in Arizona and say, you know, even though there was a, a strong Republican governor, even though there was a a strong status culture overall, that even just a little bit of of rebellious spirit uh, can be like a turd in a punch bowl. And, and ruin it for everybody else. And I hope this, that this is an appropriate warning uh, and, and that it, it, this article, you know, it, 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 we can still blame all the failures of government on libertarians because if they were in lockstep with the rest of us, our government wouldn't have to work against them like this. Um, but by so squarely blaming the libertarians, placing that blame where it belongs, I hope the states, the rest of the states around the country can step up and see that they can't let themselves turn into a, a New Hampshire or a Michigan or an Arizona. The other state, I mean, well, I'm hoping that by identifying those three, and I assume that uh, whether it's Trump or Biden, either one of them, although your point, again, see, this brings it back to your point about Trump, right, being more effective at stomping out libertarianism by sucking libertarians into the Republican Party. And, you know, but either way, with Trump or Biden, I'm confident that they're going to get federal resources to Arizona, to Michigan, to New Hampshire. They're going to give federal money to police 
and, and other departments in those states, especially, they're going to send extra undercover agents to make sure that, uh, that there's just enough libertarianism left for the state to blame all of its failures on it. Uh, your thoughts moving forward. I'm just hoping that they, they send in the National Guard and there's no libertarians in there and it's all status. You know, if there's any libertarians in the National Guard, they're, they won't feel as enthused to uh, crush whatever dissent the libertarians have. You know, that I, little I, idea that they may not be very big in numbers, but that just that little idea is enough to it could be dangerous. Well, I want to I want to give you some you know assurance there as a, a military combat veteran myself. Um, there there are no libertarians in the military. <clears throat> uh, there are some who, who pretend to be, and <clears throat> I mean I I, I, I we, we have a very strong screening process for keeping out libertarians. I mean. They make it clear. I mean, you're kind of allowed to call yourself a libertarian or say that you're libertarian flavored in the military, but but they have a very effective screening process where it's it's made clear that you're going to be a part of a system of instant, uh, willing, enthusiastic obedience to orders, and that when called upon to do the noble job of killing for politicians, you're going to be ready to pull the trigger. And, um, it, yes, it's possible that uh, a terrorist could infiltrate the U.S. military. Uh, and here by terrorist, I mean, you know, a libertarian subversive, of course. But I, I don't think they would have uh, a significant impact. Is that, is, that, is that comforting, Mr. Status? A little bit. I, I, I did a little bit of time in the, the, the military. But, yeah, that wasn't really a thought on my mind back then. But now... Yeah, I see it, and it's it's such a dangerous thing. All right, you know, with this uh, the, this this article from the Nation, I just want to thank uh, I want to thank the author here, Jessica Suriano, for uh, you know helping Governor Governor Ducey make sure that you know even though he's a Republican and you know has been doing his best to sacrifice individual rights in Arizona for the greater good, it really is. Uh, the libertarians' fault that Arizona has become uh, a hot spot for COVID. So, uh, Mr. Status, um, uh, well, I, let me just share the, uh, the there's a there's a quote here at, at the end of this story from uh, let's see someone I apologize I don't have the name someone being interviewed for the story said. People are saying we need a change. We want government when it's needed to function effectively. Uh, you know, what do you want to see? I mean, final thoughts, if you don't mind. You know, what do you want to see, uh, Mr. Status, to, for government to function more effectively? We need a more authoritarian leader. Uh, I think Trump is that leader. I think uh, he'll do good to pull those rogue libertarians in. Uh, you know, if, you know, they're not wearing masks, they could be killing my grandmother. I can't have that. You know, I, I love yeah. my granny. We can't. No, you know we what? need Donald Trump to stomp this libertarian idea out. You know, uh, Mr. Status, I think you've convinced me that if, if you're pro-government, uh, th that we need to vote for Trump. Uh, I, I really want to thank you for, the, for making these points and for this 
conversation. But something else occurred to me, and, and, and you know, not just this. I want to make sure that the audience is clear. Um, this is this is now you know this is my endorsement of Donald Trump, and 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 the primary reason is that he is he is in a better position to kill libertarianism, uh, to subvert it, to to get libertarians to vote for a Republican, and I, I think that's the most important thing that we need to be looking at with uh, you know who our leader is going to be moving forward. So. Um, the other reason, and this is kind of the backstop and the, the, the last uh, the last important point here, uh, the sort of nail in the coffin for Joe Biden as a statist is that uh, he, he is, he's invoked Obama, right, um, who, who was a great statist, but not as great as people think. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, Obama, uh, you know, brought about racial equality and, uh, you know, did, did all these 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 wonderful things, you know, he, that, that he passed Obamacare, which was amazing, and and that he, uh, you know, he killed a lot of people with drone strikes, you know, and you uh, you want to, you know, you know, people want to stand up, statists like us want to, you know, really want to celebrate the Obama years as, uh, you know, a period of strong government, but if you step back and look at the statistics, government actually shrank, uh, the federal government actually shrank in terms of overall spending, during the Obama administration. And there is a risk. There is a significant, it's sort of like, you know, let's stick with what we know. Let's stick with what works, right? Let's keep that, that, that warm security blanket of Donald Trump as president and in charge of the federal government as our dear leader wrapped around us rather than risk changing things at all. And we know that with Donald Trump, it, 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 you know, and again, I, I think he will be emboldened. I think he will be emboldened if reelected uh, to, to fully step into his role uh, as, a, as a leader in an uninhibited way. Uh, you know, he might even be seeking a third term, which would be a really amazing, positive contribution to uh, the, the power of government overall. And so, you know, I really want to see that happen. Um, and I want to stick with what works. I, I guess if we if we reelect Donald Trump, we can uh, we can rest assured that there's going to be continuity. You know, the, the administration doesn't have to go through it, that much change for uh, you know a new a, a new figurehead. I mean, um, you know, dear leader, uh, commander in chief, uh, who would have to change all of the essential personnel running government, or at least a lot of them. And uh, I wouldn't want to have to put America through that. So. Uh, with that, I guess I, I am proud to to say that I, I'm endorsing Donald Trump. Donald Trump for president is the is the safest way to ensure the growth of government control and statism. All right. Uh, any last thoughts, Mr. Staters? And let's not forget. Let's not forget. Oh yes, uh, Obama. He he didn't do anything to tighten gun laws. That's the number one threat to the government is the second amendment and obama did nothing to tighten those restrictions and now we have donald trump in his first term he's already banned bump stocks you know and he's going after ar pistols other large frame handguns this is our man this is our and guy strengthening red flag laws at least he's expressed his support and i think if we re-elect donald trump we're going to see a lot more restrictions yes. on uh excuse me we're going to see uh what well what i want to see as a statist is the the, the like i mean i don't the ratio of, of civilian-controlled guns to government-owned guns, I want civilian-owned guns to go way down relative to government-owned guns. And with, with, with 
the, the militarization of police that Trump has carried out with Portland and continuing the flow of federal money to local police forces, I think that's really going to support that. But also, yeah, you're right. Uh, Obama didn't pass any gun control laws. Trump has, and, and that's another reason he deserves our vote. All right, sir, thank you so much for Adam, the call. I appreciate you having me on. And for the clarity today. All right, what a wonderful call. I'm glad we got to cover that story uh, about Arizona here. All right, let's check in with the Producers Club, okay? Uh, we have some comments, Joe, and take the guns first, due process second. Yes, that was President Trump. Uh, that was what I was referring to in his support for red flag laws. Really, uh, you know, really does a, does a great job. All right, so... Got in our backup chat here. Let's see. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, back to the producers club. Good to see that people are enjoying this. And, and yes, this is really good. This is really good that we came to this understanding of um, you know of of where we need to go from here, moving into the 2024. All right, let's go back to the headlines. A couple of important ones still to cover today from Fox. 5ny.com, Fox 5 New York, new COVID requirements in place for New Jersey businesses. Governor Phil Murphy has announced new COVID requirements for New Jersey businesses in an effort to reduce the spread of coronavirus. Uh, I just want to say it's great to see that uh, they're able to impose this. Patterson and Hoboken specifically now require all bars and restaurants to close at midnight. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think this is just a testament to how brilliant our government is that they have actually figured out what hours of the day the COVID virus is transmissible. You cannot get it after midnight. I know this is like they should, they, they should be able to blast this from the rooftops and get make sure that every American knows this, is that it, it once the clock strikes 12, uh, I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Once the clock strikes 12, that's when COVID is transmitted. If you are out before 12, but you go to bed at 12 or you go back to your home at 12, there's essentially zero chance that you could catch COVID. And I know, like, I know for a lot of people, this is like, this is, it's a little hard to believe that a, a virus that's that like COVID-19 would follow a schedule. But when government imposes curfews and says, and, and, and in some place, I know this is, it's really complicated science stuff that you wouldn't understand, and so you just have to trust the authorities on this. But, I mean, there's some places where government says, you know, that there's a curfew at 9 p.m. And, I, again, really hard to understand, but what you need to take away from this is that our government has determined that in some places the virus comes out at 9 p.m., and in some places the virus comes out at midnight. And wherever you are, whenever government says, hey, this is the curfew, you need to obey if you want to stay safe and keep yourself safe. Unlike those libertarians who just want your grandma to die, they want you to have this freedom to, 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 to run away from these mandates that are in our own self-interest. So, um, you know, I just I, I want to say it's, it, this gives me so much faith and confidence, not just in, in government itself and the measures that they're going to to keep us safe, but just how much smarter government is than the rest of us. Our next story from the Independent, independent.co.uk. 
Elon Musk's SpaceX will make its own laws on Mars, as he said. Now, this is, this is a really important story. SpaceX claims, quote, no Earth-based government has authority or sovereignty over Martian activities. And you know what? This is I, I wanted. I want to tell Elon Musk that that, that he really deserves a, a you know Trader of the Week award. You know, we gave our Sheeple's Choice award earlier this week to Joe Rogan for doing a great job in in subversion of uh, dangerous messages with uh, you know the way he's he's helping out his censors now that are paying him in Spotify. But if there was an opposite award. Uh, this week, you know, would be a trader award for Elon Musk. And, you know, it's, it's not just that he wants to go to Mars and, and create his own country. I, I, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, re, I'll give you some more details here from the story. SpaceX will not recognize international law on Mars according to the terms of service of its Starlink Internet project. Elon Musk's space company will instead reportedly adhere to a set of self-governing principles that will be defined at the time of Martian settlement. Musk revealed plans to create a self-sustaining city on Mars last week, though no time frame is yet to be put in place for its development. Now, the reason I, you know, I think Musk is particularly a traitor is that he's taking a lot of government money. He's taking a lot of government money to do this, and he should know better. He should know better that, that not only, I, I, I don't know, maybe there's some other deception here, uh, maybe maybe Musk knows that he has no chance of success with this regard uh, of, of having a you know, self-governing area. Now, obviously, the the United States government is going to incorporate this into its um, sphere of influence, one way or another, or maybe directly to the United Nations. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see some a- application of the law. And I just want to say that it's it, as Humanity is on the brink of uh, populating the cosmos, taking over other planets. That uh, it, you know, we really, we really need to see ourselves as a unified human family under one government, and that, that we don't, uh, you know, give the opportunity. I mean, imagine outer space terrorists for Mars. That's that's what we're talking about. That's what Elon Musk is setting up here the possibility of living outside of existing governments. And I wouldn't even dare mention seasteading, which is the way that people are trying unsuccessfully to do this uh, on Earth, where governments are pretty much able to, to you know, stomp out any uh, individual claims to sovereignty anywhere on the surface of the planet today. But uh, I, I have enough confidence in government. I think Elon Musk should know better as well. Although, you know, hey, I don't want to give him the award just yet because there might be some, uh, some other story to this that we're not getting yet because he's got to know that the American government is never, uh, especially after giving him so much money, <clears throat> is never going to let him get away this. Another story I was uh, requested to cover from USA Today via MSN.com. Uh, Hillary Clinton joins Electoral College four years after it cost her the presidency. Pretty sure I'll get to vote for Joe. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote but lost the 2016 presidential election because of the Electoral College this year. She is slated to be a participant in that system. And again, I I cannot stress the importance enough of let's we need to make uh, our system more consolidated and more efficient. the Electoral College is comprised of 538 delegates, people who cast 
The votes that formally elect the president, it's a system that tends to give smaller states a larger voice in the process of electing the president and one that Clinton has publicly opposed in the past. Just a second here, guys. we got to make a little adjustment to the, uh, the thermostat in our studio. Woo! Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe this is me. You know, it's been it's been such a great show. I, I talking about you know, I, I hate to say this, but talking about government power, you know, um, well, I would I would say I, I would I would probably want to describe in graphic detail the effect that it has on my genitalia, but I do want to respect YouTube community guidelines. So, you know, maybe we need to develop a, a sector of, uh, you know, pro-government pornography because talking about state power and, you know, using getting humanity on the same page, Donald Trump being a strong alpha male leader who I'm proud to endorse for, for 2020, uh, it, uh, let's just say it gets, gets, gets the blood flowing, gets the blood flowing a little bit. So anyway, back to the story. The Electoral College is comprised of 538 delegates, people who cast the votes that formally elect the president. It's a system that tends to give smaller states a larger voice in the process of electing the president, and one that Clinton has publicly opposed in the past. This year, Clinton is listed by New York State Board of Elections as one of 29 Democratic electors for the state of Joe Biden wins the popular vote in New York. Clinton and the 28 other electors will vote for him to be the next president. Um, I just want to I just want to take and share that story to, to tell people how much I I love Hillary Clinton and you know what a, what a, what a good American she is. Uh, and I know uh, you know although I, I, I looking back you know in terms of being anti-gun and growing government, I, I think we can clearly say that Trump is better than Biden. But uh, with Hillary, you know, tough tough call there. Um, Hillary really does have that, uh, you know, that alpha male, you know, whatever it is that Donald Trump has that makes him a good leader. I think she's got a good chunk more of it than, than Joe Biden. Um, oh, I'm sorry, we had another story I should have included in our election block uh, from USA Today. It's pretty scary. Businesses are boarding up in anticipation of post-election violence. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, what a, what a terrible system that we have where, you know, people have to do, you know, so much thinking for themselves. It, 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 we have a long ways to go in improving our electoral system. And that's a perfect transition to our final link, the, the, the last story that we want to cover today, uh, which is a, a review of the website governmentisgood.com an unapologetic defense of a vital institution, a web project of Douglas J. Amy, professor of politics at Mount Holyoke College. Uh, and, and the, the, you know, welcome to governmentisgood.com. Why a website defending government? Because for decades, conservatives, and as I explained earlier, uh, Professor Amy is not talking about the good conservatives who vote for Trump, but the bad conservatives who, who want smaller government, right? Uh, and, and I think we can we can just kind of, you know, libertarians are so insignificant in that regard, we can just kind of lump them in with conservatives here. Uh, the, the bad conservatives, that is. We need to recognize that despite its problems, government plays an essential role 
in promoting the good life for all Americans. When we recklessly reduce and underfund this institution, we are hampering our ability to improve people's lives and to effectively address our pressing social, economic, and environmental problems. And, you know, again, this is this website is so brilliant. It is, it is the ultimate blue pill that cures libertarianism. Um, and, and gets you that government chubby, you know, like a good, good, good little blue pill, and you know, pulls you back into a system where you feel that that warm security blanket of the state. To see what is at stake in this battle over government, we need only consider how efforts to limit government in this country have caused us to fall behind many other advanced democracies in providing important public services. Most Western European countries, for instance, have larger public sectors, excuse me, and do much better in a wide variety of areas, including retirement security, poverty reduction, child care availability, affordable higher education, pollution control, limiting workplace injuries, affordable housing, crime control, infrastructure investment, healthcare access, and much more. And this is, this is just a start to this list, and there's so much amazing logic and reason on this website government is good but i just want to point i want to paint this picture because being pro-government you know it's not so much about logic and reason and facts as it is about uh this beautiful kind of wishful thinking of, of a fantasy of seeing what's possible when we apply the violence of government correctly so retirement security a variety of areas i want to say so we could use government, and the site makes this point very clear, we could use government to make sure that everybody is perfectly secure in their retirement. We could use government to make sure that there is no poverty. We could use government to provide free child care for everyone, free higher education for everyone. We could use government to make sure there's no pollution. We could use so this limiting workplace injuries. I don't think that's far enough. I think we could use government to eliminate workplace injuries entirely. Uh, affordable housing, again, no, we could have government provide free housing for everyone. Uh, crime control, no, we could eliminate crime. Uh, I mean, it, the government decides what's, what's good and bad, what's legal and what isn't, and it would, it, it's, it's not far-fetched at all to think that eventually government could eliminate all crime. Uh, infrastructure investment, yeah, we can have more of that. We can have, we can have that completely handled by government. Although, fortunately, we're most of the way there in America already. Healthcare access. Yeah, some countries have universal healthcare. We don't have that yet in America, but we're getting there. Uh, a 2014 study found that among similar countries, the U.S. ranks 31st in personal safety, 34th in access to water and sanitation, 39th in basic education, and 69th in ecosystem sustainability and 70th and health. Obviously, the reason for all of those things are because we don't have enough government. So most Americans are aware of the crucial role the government plays in addressing these kinds of issues. Polls consistently show a majority wants the federal government to do more for in, in, in blah, 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 all of these areas. So I want I want to get into, you know, a, a couple of these, um, you know, uh, two stories here. Um, that that are that I that I think are are all well, there. There's there are two stories that I think show the contrast uh, in in the perspectives from governmentisgood.com 
and then uh, one that really drives the point home. So let's start with the negative, the anti-government campaign. Uh, there is a war on government in this country. Again, I don't think Professor Amy goes far enough here because he should be saying that uh, we have a terrorist infiltration of libertarians. Uh, it is being waged by a coalition of powerful political groups that seek to demonize government and shrink it dramatically. Now, I, I hesitate to, to in any way question this authority, but I know, that, and I mean the authority of this professor, I mean he's, he's a professor, um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's right about everything. But um, he says there's, there's a, a powerful political groups. They're not. Libertarian political groups are absolutely friggin' pathetic and ineffective. And anybody in American politics today trying to shrink government, fortunately, they don't have any relevance. The only power they have is to make trouble, to slow, to slow the growth of government. Uh, they, they don't have a chance at ever reversing the current course uh, of the growth of government. So it may, I'll give, I'll give the professor uh, the, the rhetorical flexibility here to assume that when he says that they're powerful, that, that uh, you know, government is still, you know, thousands and thousands of times more powerful than they are, but despite their insignificant size and actual power, they are able to uh, powerfully slow things down. So uh, the aim of this well-organized political campaign is to slash taxes. Well, I don't have a chance. Um, radically reduce social spending, yeah, no chance, uh, and undermine regulatory programs. I mean, have you seen how much regu- I mean, how many federal regulations they are, there are? And they just keep growing. No, these people are pathetic. They are they are just slowing down the progress of humanity and government growing. So this article describes how this anti-government movement has grown, who it appeals to, who is funny, who's interested, really is promoting. So I would encourage you to check this out, um, you know, but I, I do want to share, uh, they're one of the, one of the most dangerous uh, terrorists, one of the most successful terrorists in American history was Barry Goldwater. Uh, and there's a, there's a quote here in this one. The one exception to this trend was Barry Goldwater, who ran for president on the Republican ticket in 1964, among other Controversial stands, Goldwater made his anti-government hostility perfectly clear. He often stated that his primary goal was not to improve government, but to shrink it. As he put it at the time, I have little interest in streamlining government or making it more efficient, or I mean to reduce its size. I do not undertake to promote welfare, for I propose to extend freedom. And by the way, we're going to prove with one of the next stories here, the conclusion is that more government does not equal less freedom. Uh, my aim is not to pass laws, but to repeal them. I mean, why are you running for office? I mean, it kind of gives away here that he's a terrorist. It is not important, it, it, excuse me, it is not to inaugurate new programs, but to cancel old ones that do violence to the Constitution. Uh, again, there's this silly libertarian appeal to the Constitution where they, they, they try to use, I mean, the Constitution is the glorious document that gives our federal government power. And some, some of these crazy terrorists try to suggest that there's a contradiction there, that like it, it, it has limits or, or, or things like that. And obviously that's not true. The Constitution not only gives our wonderful government authority its form, but also the power to grow and change. 
uh, the power to say that certain classes of people are only three-fifths of a person. Uh, I mean, eventually, like, I think the, remember, the original version of the Constitution said that black Americans were only uh, three-fifths of a person. And uh, what I hope they do in bringing that power back is apply it not on a racial basis, but on a broader basis and say that if you're not a cop or a soldier or a, a government employee or a veteran of, of, of public service, that uh, maybe you're half a person, maybe you're a quarter of a person, uh, as long as you're not allowed to vote. You know, I think that's a critical thing, and we, we will get to that point. Um, uh, and then Barry Goldwater goes on to say, or that impose on the people an unwarranted financial burden. Uh, if government needs you to have less direct control of your money for the greater good, then that is a warranted financial burden. I mean, the twisting of the language here, uh, you know, really is is just um, uh, terrible. But fortunately, as this website points out, Goldwater's views and policies proved wildly unpopular among voters, and he lost in a landslide, garnering only 36% of the vote. And that's that's still a lot. That's kind of disturbing to think that uh, the terrorists at one point were such a threat. Um, but it, it didn't go away. And, and this is one of the reasons I think it's it's so important to continue the cause of statism because Barry Goldwater in, in some ways is, is said to have spawned the greatest terrorist in, in American political history, the greatest terrorist infiltrator of the American political system. And, of course, I, I mean none other than the doctor, senior doctor, Ron Paul himself, um, a, a man who will go down in history as one of the most dangerous, irresponsible threats to the, the continued growth of government and statism. And, uh, you know, he talked about individualism, and he also uh, was one of these perverted libertarians who tried to use the contradictions of the Constitution against our current authority. And it's just, um, I mean, I don't think I need to say more than that. You know, we might do a whole special one day on on, uh, on Ron Paul just to, uh, to to make it clear, you know, why he was so successful as a terrorist. But, you know, again, as a statist, I want to say, let's take comfort in the fact that, uh, you know, those lies – that, that he put forth never really took hold in the American psyche and that the majority still supports government. So next story is a day in your life from governmentisgood.com. Though we usually fail to notice it, government programs and policies improve our daily lives in innumerable ways. Ask yourself this question, what has government done for me lately? If you were like most Americans, you will probably answer not much. That's not true, though. Uh, many people feel like they pay a lot in taxes and don't really get anything back from government. Surveys show that 52% of Americans believe that government programs have not really helped me and my family. But let's see if that is really true. Now, I, I, I think this article is a little bit old because since then, um, you know, Americans have come to, to really see the light um, and, and, and come to really embrace uh, our dear leader, Donald Trump, and our, our two-party system. So, 6.30 a.m., you are awakened by your clock radio. You know that it's actually 6.30 because the National Institute of Standards and Technology keeps the official time. Yeah. 
I bet you didn't even know that. If it wasn't for government, not only would you not know what time it is, but we wouldn't have any system of keeping track of time at all. It would be chaos. And you can listen to your favorite radio station only because the Federal Communications Commission brings organization and coherence to our vast telecommunication system. Again, it would be chaos without government. You wouldn't be able to listen to the radio. You wouldn't, I mean, I, I, I think if we, if we dig deep enough and, and, and if, we, if we really applied the logic and reason of this website consistently, we could prove that without government there wouldn't even be music. I mean, we wouldn't have a national anthem to call us together as a nation. I mean, can you imagine what, what a scary world it would be? It ensures, for example, that radio stations do not overlap, station signals are not interfered with, et cetera, et cetera. 6.35 a.m., I know, just five minutes later, like 17 million other Americans, you have asthma. Now, you don't have asthma. Again, this is one of those things. Some people say, well, it's just, it's just nature. It's just, uh, you know, asthma is a, a part of, of human reality and allergies. You know, and, and, but now these terrorists uh, will try to turn it around and, and blame government for your asthma. I know this is this is absolutely crazy to say that you know that that pharmaceuticals and and you know when when you're born that all of the important uh, vaccinations that that you get from government that you know that, that that strengthen your immune system they they try to turn this on on its head and say it weakens your immune system. Um, well, let's see. You have asthma, and as you get out of bed, you notice that you are breathing freely this morning. Why? That is thanks in part to government clean air laws that reduce the air pollution that would otherwise greatly worsen your condition. Yeah. Yeah, without government, you wouldn't be able to breathe. 6.38 a.m., just three minutes later, you go into the kitchen for breakfast. You pour some water into your coffee maker. You simply take for granted that this water is safe to drink. But, in fact, you can count on your city water department to constantly monitor the quality of your water and to immediately take measures to correct any potential problems with this vital resource. And I know some of you, I know this is invoking the, uh, the, the water crisis in Michigan that, were, that was brought to us by terrorist government infiltrators. And uh, it's just another reason, you know, we need stronger government because if it wasn't for government, you wouldn't be able to drink water or coffee if that's your drug of choice, uh, because that is one of the government-approved legal drugs it is safe for you to do on a daily basis. Even if you become completely dependent and you can't wake up without coffee, you know, it's okay. Government said it was legal. You simply take for granted that this water is safe to drink. Da, 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 da. All right, so 6.39. I know, just one minute later. Just one minute. We haven't even gotten another... Uh, we've got more than a minute in this broadcast, and we're not even a minute through a day of properly appreciating government. 6.39 a.m., you flip the switch on the coffee maker. There's no short in the outlet or in the electrical line, and there is no resulting fire in your house. Why? Because when your house was being built, the electrical system had to be inspected to make sure it was properly installed, a service provided by your local government, and it was installed by an electrician who is licensed by your state government to ensure his competence and your safety. I mean, I'll do one more. I know, like, we're barely into the day, right? So I know, I know, we're, we're, we're a little bit over time on, on today's broadcast, but celebrating 
the importance of government and my favorite website, governmentisgood.com, is just more important than anything else you could possibly do, be doing right now unless it's, it's voting uh, or going to your government job. So if you're not doing that, keep listening. We're just going to do a few more minutes. I'm going to do one more example from this, and then we're going to get to the dramatic conclusion here that will cement your faith in government once and for all. 6.45 a.m., you sit down to breakfast with your family. You are having eggs, a food that brings with it the possibility of salmonella poisoning, a serious foodborne illness affecting tens of thousands of Americans every year, but the chance of you getting sick from these eggs has now been greatly reduced by a recently passed series of strict federal rules that apply to egg producers. And, I, I again, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, undersell government at all. Uh, because if, if you apply this, and I, I wish that, that our author, Professor Douglas Amy, had, had really gone to the logical conclusion here and said that, you know, if it wasn't for government, you'd be dead you, by, by 6.45 a.m. in the morning. You know, like, and, and it, it goes on and on and on. And, and, and this article is, it's three pages long, and it goes, yeah, a day in the life, 24 hours a day. And believe it or not, even continuously in your sleep, government is making your life better. So to wrap things up for today's show, the next page I'll read from governmentisgood.com is more government does not mean less freedom. And I know some of you, uh, you know, take some offense to us talking about slavery here on, on Adam versus the man. But this is not slavery like violent slavery. This is not slavery like racial slavery. This is like the good slavery, like wage slavery, like uh, citizenry slavery, like obedience to the herd and obedience to government slavery. And you know, as we know, slavery is freedom. Freedom from having to think for yourself, freedom from responsibility, and that's why government is good, and that's why this website is so important. So when we talk about slavery here, we really mean slavery is freedom for all those reasons. So back to government, I mean, to to our dear Professor Douglas J. Amy, more government does not mean less freedom. Despite the claims of conservatives, there is no necessary trade-off between government size and the freedom of its citizens. Freedom has always been a rallying cry of anti-government activists. Many conservatives embrace and extol the libertarian principles. See, I told you we were lumping libertarians and conservatives uh, in order to separate them from the, the good conservatives who vote Republican. Individual freedom and government power are polar opposites. More government means less freedom. For, that, that's the wrong idea. That's the, that's the part in quotes. For them, the trade-off between government size and individual liberty is inevitable, and this is the main reason they work to minimize government. And obviously, these, these are people who don't see slavery as freedom. As Ronald Reagan once put it, runaway government threatens the very preservation of freedom itself. Charlton Heston, in quotes, again, not, that's the wrong idea, it's the opposite of the truth. Charlton Heston, speaking to a college audience in the 1990s, argued that the government had become more than just a threat. It had already reached oppressive proportions in the United States. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to give him the airtime here. Uh, but just, so back to the professor. Heston's views may seem extreme, but it is important to realize that many Americans are concerned about government impinging on their freedoms. Almost a third of us believe that the federal government, quote, poses an immediate threat to the rights and freedoms of ordinary citizens. And again, it's, it's a third. I, 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 I'm sure this is an old statistic. Um, 
But this does represent the threat of the terrorist influence on the American public. Uh, and many people resent it fiercely whenever the government prevents them from doing what they want to do, whether it is riding a motorcycle without a helmet, filling in a wetland on their property, or carrying uh, a gun for their own protection. And, and as our brave professor, the author here, would point out, that uh, it, it's, it's really important when you feel that resent, that fierce resentment, that you keep in mind that government exists for your own good. And not your good personally for the good of the collective. And you might, and, and you might have to make a sacrifice. I mean, in order to keep the police state strong, uh, you might have to submit to a cop even making a mistake and give your life. I mean, if a cop is threatening your life, Whatever you do, don't defend yourself. And if, if, if the cop ends up shooting you by accident, I mean, if that, if that happens, if that, if that tragedy happens, you should know that you, and, and, and I mean, and the cops are able to cover it up. Um, you know, the other possible outcome is that you fight back and you might hurt a police officer. Uh, and, and, and so if, if you find yourself in that situation and, and you see that you might die uh, at the hands of a, a police officer by accident, don't. Don't say anything. Don't resist. Just know that you are giving your life to the noble cause of strengthening American law enforcement. So um, I'm going to skip ahead here just to wrap things up to the conclusion of this story from governmentisgood.com. And I, I think this really drives the point home appropriately. It is clear then that two of the central conservative and, and, and really uh, Professor Amy, he should be using the word terrorist here. So let, me, let, me, let me read it both ways. It is clear, then, that two of the central terrorist assumptions about the relationships between government and freedom are wrong. There is no logical reason to assume that a growing government inevitably threatens the freedom of its citizens. Also, when the government does restrict the behavior of individuals, that is not necessarily a bad thing. These forms of mutual coercion are usually in the public interest and work to our common benefit. And that really sums up, you know, why I'm a statist and why I think it's so important to support government, to get us into a world really dominated by government slavery, because as you know, slavery is freedom. All right, that's our show. Uh, let's check in with the comments. At least that's, that's all I've got. That's all I've got a lot more. Um, all right, we have, well, we have one more caller, uh, you know, we, we need to get to today. Let me see. Um, let's see. Doo, 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 doo. Uh, yeah, let's see. All right, let's get our call. Let's get uh, let's get Matt uh, up on the air, and then and then, and then we'll uh, we'll sign off. Um, sir, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Adam. I just wanted to say thank you for your service, Marine. Hoorah! Yeah, and uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking this week, you know, and I. I just want to let you know that I'm going to have to leave the Patreon group, not because I'm a crazy rebel, but that $10 a month would be better spent just donated directly to the government. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I can totally respect that. You know, and I'd, I'd like to think that as, as great as my service in the Marine Corps was, what I'm doing now, recruiting more people to join the military to go and kill for politicians and noble service of our government, I think I'm doing an even greater service now 
with Adam Loves the Man. And I think you're absolutely right that it would be so much more in line with the spirit of this message for people to not, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I have no doubt um, that, that we are on track for direct government sponsorship, as with a lot of the mainstream media with this show now. And, yeah, so I, I think to, I, I, would, I would say as an individual, uh, better to, to have the, the, the unified channel of directing our resource instead of this, this chaos of the free market kind of stuff. So, yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, th- it's a wonderful way to end our, our week here for Adam Loves the Man with a note of, uh, of that kind of commitment and, and support for government. And, and uh, don't forget to vote on Tuesday. God bless the USA. Amen. Thank you so much for the call, Matt. That was a wonderful way to wrap up our show. All right, so for our final promos, don't forget to go to CigarFederation.com. Promo code ADAM10 gets you 10% off. And remember, we had our uh, our debate. Oh, and, um, you know, we I, I, I don't know if we're doing Cigars and Sunsets tonight, but uh, check out my social media. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Kokesh, Instagram at Adam Kokesh, or Facebook.com slash Adam Charles Kokesh. And uh, if we decide to do that, we're, we'll, we'll have that up. Um, uh, right. You know, soon after the show here, we'll figure out. Uh, I've got I, I've got so many people who want to interview me now uh, for mainstream media. They, they want to have me as, as a pundit again on uh, a lot of mainstream television outlets. So I do have, I have a pretty busy schedule. Statism is very, very popular. I don't know if we're going to be able to do uh, Cigars and Sunsets tonight, but if not, uh, enjoy your cigar anyway by yourself or, or with your fellow status friends maintaining, of course, your six-feet social distancing. And, and while you're smoking that cigar, don't forget to wear a mask so that you can keep your friends and neighbors safe. Uh, but, again, CigarFederation.com, promo code ADAM, all caps, one zero, gets you 10% off your order there. And then – if, uh, if you go to makethemdebate.com, remember, we had a caller uh, or, or our, our debate manager pretending to be a libertarian called in Mercedes for Halloween. I mean, oh, my gosh, that was scary, wasn't it, guys? When you see uh, an unabashed libertarian, that, that really is, it is that's a good scary Halloween costume. But uh, we still want to debate. We want to we wanna make sure that we, we squash the terrorist sentiment in America as, as much as possible with uh, with debate, so check it out. MakeThemDebate.com is a fun website for that. And if if uh, if you if you really think you know that you want to give give us money directly, although again I have to say if I, I you know what if you want to cancel your Patreon subscription to support Adam Loves the Man, so that you can give it directly to government in the form of taxes, please do so. Go to adamlovestheman.com to check that out. Um, I guess uh, I guess that's it. I don't see anything else in the producer's chat. Uh, I, I suppose before I sign off for the week, um, I guess I should see if producer CJ has any other comments to put on screen or, or if he's right. All right, we do. Unicorny one. Thank you for another fabulous show. Happy Halloween and MAGA. Yes. Make America Great Again. Yeah, I'm on Team Mega now. How about that? All right. I'm Mr. Stay to Stay Oppressed, everyone. Absolutely. I, well, stay obedient, right? That's that's what counts. But thank you for the call and thank you for the follow-up comment, Mr. Stay. greatly appreciate that. All right. 
if that's all the comments we have, it's time to sign off and say thank you for joining us here on Formal Friday. It has been an awesome week. Greatly appreciate all the support for statism, and Adam loves the man. So, without further ado, war and slavery, all Choose obedience, and don't forget to report your suspicious neighbors to the authorities.